We now call on you, Father, for all the sheep of your pasture, the blood-bought ones who have pledged their allegiance to your Son, the only Savior, Jesus, the Christ of God. Bless and strengthen your flock for Jesus' sake and give wisdom, strength, and the resources necessary to your shepherds, the pastors, the leaders, so that they may feed your flock with food that is convenient for them to ensure their spiritual growth and development, so that in that day, Lord, both sheep and shepherd will receive your nod of appreciation and a hearty welcome into your glorious presence and kingdom. O oh Lord, build your church. Let not the devil prevail. Fill the heart of your people with joy and gladness as we look unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. Thank you, Father, for the blessing and the privilege of communing with you in the name of Jesus and through his precious blood. Continue to bless the remaining portion of this service as we think upon you, upon your precious and holy word, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen and amen. Friend, we're so happy to have you today with us on this broadcast, and we believe God has a special blessing for you as you hear the word of the Lord. Our text today comes from Ephesians chapter 3 and verse number 16, which is part of a prayer Paul the Apostle prayed for the Christians at the church of Ephesus. Believers are to understand that although they strive to keep themselves true to the Lord Jesus and to the faith they have embraced, yet, yet, they are in need of the supporting grace of their fellow brothers and sisters. They are in need of the prayers of the shepherd who watches over their souls, guiding them gently to the path of safety. In other words, we all need the supporting prayer of each other. We're to look out for one another. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 and verse number 1, Paul says, Finally, brethren, pray for us. Those are three powerful words. Pray for us. Who doesn't need the prayer of the brothers or sisters? We all need prayer. Pastors need prayer. Evangelists need prayer. The work of God needs prayer. Prayer, prayer, prayer. All important, vitally important for the advancement and the success of the kingdom and work of God. In this Ephesian epistle, 
Paul the Apostle twice burst out into prayer for that church. He knew the strength and the force of intercessory prayer. He knew that the devil will constantly be in the attack mode against believers, testing them on the inside as well as on the outside. Yes, the reason is stated in chapter 3 and verse number 16 where Paul prayed for them to be strengthened with might by the Spirit of God in their inner man. Paul knew the attack was going to come from every quarter. So he prayed in advance that all believers will be strengthened with might by the Spirit of God in, in the inner man. Beloved, this is powerful. This is the key to victory for the Church of Christ. This is the key to victory for you and for me as we pray for each other and as we pray for leadership that we all may be strengthened with might by the Spirit of God in the inner man. Paul, the pastor of this Ephesian church, knew that the devil, he knew that if the devil would succeed in defeating, weakening, and breaking down the, the will of the believers on the inside, he will overcome them in any conflict on the outside. They were to be strengthened with might and power by the Spirit in their inner man. Let it be known that he who lives and rules in us, the Lord Jesus Christ, is greater than the one who rules in the world of darkness. Jesus Christ is King of all kings and Lord of all lords. All power is given to him in heaven and on earth. He is the Lord of glory. He it is who conditions us with supernatural strength by which we overcome the devil and overcome the world. And every believer's confidence is at its peak when that believer continually senses the strength that is building up within him. We literally walk in victory because of God's power, God's strength that surges within our soul. That inner strength, then, is the element that assures us of victory, and it flows deep within. Hallelujah. I am thinking of that verse that says, uh, spoken by the Apostle Paul, for I know in whom I have believed, and I'm persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Prayer is one of the factors that keeps our inner strength at the acceptable level. And not only personal prayer, but the prayer 
eat. We have a classic example in the case of two brothers, Cain and Abel. Cain nursed anger in his bosom because Abel's sacrifice was acceptable to God while he, Cain's, was not. And while the two were in the field one day, anger got the better of Cain and he rose up and slew his brother Abel. Inner heart exploded into murderous action. Let not the sun, Ephesians 4, 26 says, let not the sun go down on your wrath. Storing up anger will not diminish it, reduce its power and vigor and tame it. Storing up anger will not tame your anger. Turn all your anger over to Jesus. He will not just diffuse it. He will completely wipe it all away and replace it with love, understanding, kindness, tenderness, and forgiveness. Anger is a dangerous tenant to lodge in your house, in the house of your inner being. Reject and eject anger. Put it away, Colossians 3 and 8 says. Whatever may be the cause for your anger or your hurt, know that that hurt, if allowed to abide in your life, will weaken your inner spiritual strength. You and I need our inner man to become strengthened, not weakened. It follows that inner healing is the solution for inner hearts. The Lord Jesus is the healer, not just for sick bodies, but also for hurting, wounded spirits and souls. Some have been deeply hurt. Some have been wounded emotionally and have been traumatized by the damage and the hurt inflicted on their emotional uh, personality. From these wounds and injuries, we can apply to Jesus, our Savior. He heals us no matter how deep the wounds and no matter how long the, the deed was done with Christ in such matters, there is no statute of limitation. David prayed in Psalms 51 and 10, creating me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. The inner man is here in focus. Inner healing will strengthen the inner man. In fact, it will totally liberate that inner man. So when Paul prayed in Ephesians,
Ephesians 3 and 16 creates and that the Ephesians may be strengthened with might by the spirit in the inner man. It's making sense now because certain hearts, if left unchecked, if left unhealed, will turn around and create problems for you and for others. But we should take this a step further with your permission. From inner hurt, we go to inner healing. Then we must move on to the third step, inner health. Follow the steps. Inner hurt, inner healing, now inner health. Healing is, shall I say, instantaneous? are progressive, but health runs on and stays on all along the way. There is no time span with health. We read in Philippians 2 and 12 that believers have their part to play in working out their own salvation. They are to do, do it with fear and with trembling. Hence our prayer in Psalms 27 and 11, a prayer that I love, and it's a good prayer for all of us. Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path. Some people love to go through the complicated path. Some people love to go through the contentious path. But we need a plain path. We are the people of peace because we follow the prince of peace. Contention is not our style. The devil is the author of contention and confusion. But you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keep yourself in the love of God. Jude verses 20 and 21. There is a part we must play in securing and maintaining spiritual health. The grace of God which brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our God and Savior Jesus Christ. Because of a clean, clear, and comfortable relationship with our Lord Jesus, because of inner spiritual health, we can look forward to the moment of the Lord's return. And we could do so with an anticipation of joy and excitement. We can do so as we really look forward with eagerness to the time when we will spend ages on end with our Lord. Inner spiritual health makes us to know it is well, it is well with my soul. The inner man must be sustained with inner health. How is your inner man? Keep him free 
keeping healthy, keeping attuned to heaven. This is our prayer for you. Let the inner man be free in his walk and in his service and his connection with the Lord God Almighty. From inner health, we move to inner honesty. This long famous statement from Shakespeare could apply here. He said, quote, to thine own self be true, end of quote. Self-deception ranks high on the ladder of human transgressions. It is so easy to talk ourselves into justifying the error of our ways. But first John 1 and 8 tells us or reminds us that if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. And he continues, but if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 11 and verse 28 helps us over this difficulty with these words. But let a man examine himself. We are encouraged in verse 31 of 1 Corinthians 11 to judge ourselves. If we will judge ourselves, we will not be judged. The truth of God's word, the witness of the Holy Spirit within us, and of course, the witness of an enlightened conscience will work to ensure our inner honesty. But we must be willing to listen to these witnesses, the word, the Holy Spirit, and the enlightened conscience. We have sound advice from the book of Romans chapter 12. As we present our bodies, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord, which is our reasonable service, our level of inner honesty will rise and be put in its proper place. Verse 3 of Romans 12 reminds us that no man has the right to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Think soberly to ensure inner honesty. Be true to your inner self. The inner man will then be properly nourished up and be established fully. Finally, to maintain true strength in the inner man, we must create and cultivate inner harmony. The Holy Spirit guides into all truth. He sees, he knows, he helps, and he brings us through all our infirmities and weaknesses. As many as I 
are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. When something is not right on the inside, whenever He gives you that nudge or that jolt to eat, to be cautious, be sure to listen to Him. He is the Spirit of Truth. He will guide you into all truth and He will teach you all things. He is the paraclete, the one who comes alongside to help and to bring us into full harmony with God's purposes for our life. It is not by might we know, nor is it by power, but it is by the Spirit of the Lord that this mountain and every mountain shall be removed. In our harmony, in our alignment with God's Word, God's Spirit, and God's power, cooperation and coordination within will yield lasting results. Strengthen your inner man by leaving your inner hearts at the cross of Calvary, covered over by the blood of the Savior. Leave them there and don't go back and retain them. Don't go back and embrace them. Just leave them there for good. Take inner healing. Take inner healing in place of inner hearts. When you leave your hearts at Calvary's cross, pick up healing, inner healing, and continue on to march on to inner health. And marching with inner health, continue on with inner honesty. And while you're marching in that realm, in that vein, move on with inner harmony. So what do we have? Inner hearts, inner healing, inner health, inner honesty, inner harmony, strengthened with might by God's Spirit in your inner life, your inner man. This is our aim, moment by moment. The Lord wants you and me to be so strengthened. Let us bow before him and ask him to help us. Father, you have brought us a mighty long way. You have saved many of us many moons ago, and you have kept us by your grace. But still, the journey is not yet over. We have more distance to cover before you come. And so we pray that you will help us to be strengthened with might by your spirit in our inner man. The devil would like to see us drop out of this race before it ends. The devil would like to upset us, but we are not looking at him. We are looking unto you, Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Thank you, Lord. You will never leave us nor forsake us. You will 
keep us from falling, and you will be able to present us faultless before the throne of your Father with exceeding great joy. And we look forward in victory to your promise fulfillment. Father, bless each one of your children, those who are going through temptation, those that have important decisions to make, those that are really dragging on because of the pressures of life. Give them a spring in their step, a joy in their heart, a peace in their soul. Lift them up above the shadows and plant their feet on higher ground. In Jesus' name, 